It's FM 104's Switched On and I'm in for Louise this week and I think it was fair to say if I could get some professional wrestling on Switched On I was absolutely going to do that and I am so glad to say I'm now joined by a lady whose name is Karen Glennon. She's an Irish professional wrestler. She is better known though by her ring name Session Mott Martina. Listen to these accolades. She is best known for her appearances in over-the-top wrestling, OTT, Progress Wrestling, Stardom, Ring of Honor, Insane Championship Wrestling. She's a former ICW Women's Champion, three-time and current OTT Women's Champion, OTT Gender Neutral Champion. She's been Discovery Wrestling Women's Champion. What a list of accolades. Session Mott Martina, hello, how are you? Hi, how are you? God, you make me sound so impressive. <laughs> <laughs> you you are yourself impressive. I don't need to make you sound impressive yeah, at all. Come here, wh- where did this obsession start for you before you got into the squared circle? Oh, man. Well, obviously, I feel like everybody when they were like kids in the 90s absolutely loved wrestling. And I had two brothers, so they used to have it on all the time and they used to be, you know, picking me up and slamming me and everything like that. So it was a Saturday morning tradition that when you get a bit older, you kind of like it's you just you end up loving it again and I got a bit obsessed with it and then I just had to go find training I was about this was about 12 years ago I just had to find a training school I had to just give it a go and I actually did it as a bit of a weight loss thing I was like oh I'll just do it as a gym class kind of thing and it just took off (laughs) and did you end up in that very famous wrestling school down in Bray I did not actually. I went to a different school, more central to like inner Dublin. I went to main stage wrestling, but it's now turned into the school of Irish wrestling. And I'm a coach there now. And it's in Fibsborough. It's right in town. So it's quite handy. So, yeah, we've had a lot of schools over the years. (laughs) What did people think when you originally said, look, I'm going to go down and I'm going to train essentially to be a professional wrestler? What's your family think? Oh, they all thought it was like just a hobby. They thought it was a joke. They thought like, ah, it's nice that you're getting out. It's glad that she's getting off the couch, you know. (laughs) Uh, And then just as as things went on and I just enjoyed it, I fell in love with it. I fell in love with the entire world that is professional wrestling. And (laughs) one thing just kept kind of leading to another thing. And it just became this really positive thing to the point where I was able to like leave my job and able to work full time as a wrestler and things just kept going in that direction. How hard is it that the life of of a wrestler on the road, an independent one specifically? Oh, it's hard. You're kind of, you're on your own book, you're managing your own schedule and uh, yeah, you're just flying all over the place. Like there's not as much wrestling in Ireland as you would like there to be. You know, there's OTT, there's Fight Factory and there's a NLW and stuff like that, but they're just not running frequently enough to be a full-time wrestler so you have to go to England quite a lot you have to go to Europe uh, just to get your reps in and keep yourself active and keep going you know who was your your inspirations growing up from the style that I've seen you wrestle maybe Lita comes to mind for me ah yeah Lita and Trish Stratus so definitely you can't beat them Lita was always China for me was actually a big one (laughs) I loved China when I was younger yeah I really liked the fact that she always got in there and uh, wasn't scared of the boys and I think I kind of took that on with my gender neutral uh professional wrestling I'm a big into intergender wrestling as well explain to me like what the buzz is like when when you come through that curtain especially to a home crowd you've just had a massive show in the national stadium called scrapper mania what is the buzz like when you come through that curtain? It's unlike anything you could ever 
ever describe like you're before you go out and through the curtain you're an absolute ball of nerves you can't sit still you're you're thinking of every worst case scenario that could happen and then as soon as you just you hear your music and you go through the curtain it's like it all goes away and you're just you know what you're doing you become a different person and yeah it's it's just it's an insane feeling I could never describe and it's addictive I feel like that's what has me in wrestling so long like no matter what happens no matter how hard it gets that feeling of having the crowd cheering back at you, especially to a song like Maniac, you know, in a Dublin crowd, everybody's going mental. It's just, it's such a special feeling. So I was in, I was ringside for Scrapper Mania, the, the past event, the one in Dublin over three days, Scrapper yeah. Mania, which is amazing. Can you explain to people who don't know what your entrance is like? I mean, there's glow sticks, there's cans of Dutch gold, there's cans of Guinness, there's you, there's dance music. It's incredible. <laughs> Yeah, I got uh, I got a load of our trainees from the School of Irish Wrestling to be lads from the flats as well. So they came out with like caps and cans and track seats and stuff like that. And uh, just coming out to uh, every time we touch, banging rave music. My idea of like the stadium is just everyone on their feet and everybody as if they're in a big nightclub and just having the time of their lives. Like that's the atmosphere I try to bring on my entrance. It's exhausting though. By the time the match starts, you're done. <laughs> you're like, Debbie, if you can give a longer entrance, that'd be great. Thanks very much. I'm, I'm wrecked yeah, here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> where, where did the character session Ma- Martina come from? Well, in the early days of OTT in 2014, there were two wrestlers that were called the lads from the flats and they had a, a characters where they would pass out in the ring and they would try look for change from the crowd and, and stuff like that. It was just, and it was so entertaining and the crowd absolutely loved it. It's what the, um, it's essentially what OTT was built on was a lot of the characters. We had the Ward family, we had, uh, <laughs> we had uh, the lads from the flats. We had loads of people, different dynamics working together so we decided to put me with the lads in the flats and I was just Kaza G just a wrestler that wore you know a top and shorts beforehand and then I on the morning of the show I was like right to pennies I got leopard print pajamas hoop earrings I was like I'll call myself a session mot and I'll come to the ring with a can and a and a chicken fillet roll <laughs> And there was Session Mart was born. And I noticed like people hand you drinks kind of during the match. It's like El Ala Sandman from ECW type of stuff. Yeah, it's just like, I think people like it so much because it's very, it's to be the first time in wrestling a girl would behave that way. You know what I mean? We're like, oh, just give me a drink and the debt matches and the hardcore matches and so on. Like it's, it's more just that kind of rough. A Session Mart will get into a scrap, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I know. Random. No, and, and you know what, your your in-ring style as well is definitely, you know, let's burst the head off this uh, this girl opposite me. So it definitely <laughs> comes across. But so OTT, obviously, like that exploded. I mean, there was very few independent wrestling companies um, kind of early, late 2010 type of time. And there was a bit of a collapse in the industry over here anyway, right? So then OTT yeah. came along and exploded. I mean, there was 200 people in the Tivoli Theatre, I think, for the first Scrapper Mania. And there was nearly, nearly what, two, two and a half thousand people for the last one. So it was absolutely exploded over here. Yourself then, you went and you went further afield, even getting as far as Las Vegas in March 2020 mm-hmm. for Ring of Honor COVID then. Like talk talk to me yeah. first though about about Ring of Honor. That's a that that's a different step up altogether. 
Yeah. Well, everything pre-pandemic, uh, it seemed like all my dreams were coming true. Uh, I had an offer from the WWE to uh, join NXT UK, but at the same time, I got an offer from uh, Ring of Honor Wrestling in America, which was a bit of a less of a schedule and more, it kind of just suited what my character a lot better. So I decided to go with that. But it took a long time for visas and everything to start coming through. So by the time I actually made my debut at Ring of Honor, uh, it was a month, it was February 2020. I had done two shows with them and we were in Las Vegas and everything, everything cut, everything stopped. And then I was at home for about three years waiting to go back before they closed the doors. Talk to me about having a WWE contract in your hand, essentially, and turning that down after years and years of watching WWE television how, how hard was that it was it was very hard because of course it's the dream to always go to WWE like that's what little Karen you know would have dreamed of back in the day but I just had to kind of think of my career and where I was at the time like my character Session Mott Martina was it was the best it's ever been it was hot, a hot product um, and I wasn't really ready to start changing it or anything like that so I just I kind of just picked something that was better for my character and what I thought was going to make me essentially a bigger star in my own way I kind of wanted to take the road less traveled yeah were you concerned about what they may try and do to your character it was just more that yeah it was kind of like I know my character that I'm portraying right now is essentially not a WWE product it's not PG it's not um very marketable for kids uh, you know what I mean it can be and there's definitely touches like I do kids shows all the time there's touches and stuff you can change but in 2019 when I had the offer I just saw, saw the world ahead of me and you saw adventure with Ring of Honor. There was going to be lots of travel to all over places of America. And I was still going to be able to live at home and do OTT and other shows at home. It was kind of like my perfect situation until COVID. <laughs> and then, so what were you doing then for those couple of years? Were you just kind of sitting and waiting? And because obviously there was no shows happening. Were you training? Yeah, I was trying to, you know, just doing what everybody else was doing out there, doing runs and garden workouts. And uh, we did a lot of um, like online Zoom parties and wrestling watch alongs and stuff like that. So they kept us quite busy. But uh, there's only so much you can do for professional wrestling during a pandemic, you know. So it was a case of we were just sitting at home waiting until we could train again. We lost our school during the pandemic and everything. It was it was a rough time. What did you make of the uh, WWE's attempt at their Thunderdome during COVID? Uh, well, to be fair, I, I was very happy with it because I was just looking to be entertained. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I had nothing else to do. It was nice to have something a little bit different to watch. Uh, yeah, I, I liked it. Like, it was the best they could do in a bad situation. So fair play to them. And you, am I correct in saying that you did have a match on AEW Dark against Ruby Soho? So is there any, any, any more potential for going back to AEW? Well, AEW, I would say, is my goal. That's where I picture, envision myself. That's where I would, I would love to be. I'm the first ever Irish person to appear on AEW. So now my goal is to be the first ever Irish person signed to AEW. Uh, because they have got no one from here. And I think what better representation for the kind of opposite of WWE 
type of wrestling you should have the Irish session on there I think <laughs> well to be fair I could see your character on AEW television which is all elite wrestling uh, Tony Khan is the owner for, for people who don't know owns Fulham Football Club as well they have a massive show coming up in London Wembley Stadium mm. 90,000 people that's isn't that's insane amount of people they've never had a British show before do you think yeah, they're going to sell it, out 90,000 tickets I don't know about 90,000, but I reckon they'll do quite well. I think a lot of people will travel for it as well. It's a very big deal. A lot of people in Europe wouldn't have seen a lot of AEW talent before at all. So it's a big opportunity for a lot of people to see people that they haven't seen before, which is great. Absolutely. I mean, let's, I'm let's, definitely going to go. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think I'd probably try and go as well. Let's try and not get too into the weeds of this, but a uh, CM Punk John Moxley main event might uh, might shift a few tickets. Yeah, I reckon so. Who knows? Who knows? I feel like at this point, it can go anyway. Wrestling seems to be picking back up again because, you know, for the pandemic time when there was absolutely no attention here, there was no travel. This year, we're getting uh, we're getting a pay- we, WWE pay-per-views as mm, well. Money in the we're bank, We're getting yeah. AW pay-per-views. I'm fairly sure, like, a lot of American wrestling is going to come because there's so much talent between the UK and Ireland. Like, Ireland is absolutely brimming with talent. You've seen yourself at the OTT shows. A lot of the people are Irish, and they're all made in Ireland, and that's the focus of OTT is to try and build the homegrown talent and make them the stars. You obviously have a lot of friends who are in the industry where they quite upset when the NXT UK folded in, in, in its past guys a couple of months ago of course yes of course I think everybody was like I was sad for everybody as well and of course I was sad for myself it was always you know there was always an option there uh it was hoping that maybe it could have come back to that I've always wondered maybe if I should have gone that way in the first place we'll never know but yeah it was terrifying it was it was terrible to see all my friends kind of out of a job and you know, it's such as life, but NXT Europe is rumored to be coming back soon. So I feel like a lot of my friends will be picked up very quickly. <laughs> I th- And in fairness, like when you look at the way, like the amount for a small island, if we just focus on WWE for a second, even currently, there is a lot of Irish talent signed there. So you've got me, Jordan Devlin in NXT. Of course, you've, you've Finn Balor on the main roster, Becky Lynch, who primarily is one of the top stars never mind female stars in the entire yeah. industry and then you've got Kevin Patrick uh, doing the, he's the voice of Monday Night Raw for God's sake I mean like yeah. that's one of the biggest jobs ever so we are definitely punching above our weight in terms of uh, professional wrestling yeah it's incredible it just it goes from the when I first started the idea of getting signed to WWE or essentially even making it out of Ireland seemed impossible and here we are um, years later with so many talents going international all the time on TV I've been to, I've been all over the world. I've been to places I never would have dreamed I would have got to go. I wrestled in Dubai earlier this year. Uh, yeah, it's fantastic. Like it's such a, it's such an interesting life. <laughs> did Did you watch the Tommy Tiernan interview with uh, with Becky Lynch? I did. I did indeed. What did you think? Uh, I feel, I felt like I felt kind of sorry for her because I I know so many. My parents would be the same about wrestling. They just don't really understand the ins and outs. They can't see past the fact that it's not competitive. Yeah, and I feel and I feel like I think she did an amazing job of trying to explain to him how amazing and incredible she is but I think when people just don't understand the world they'll just never know and it was like as a wrestling fan watching it I was like watching it with a pillow you know in front of my face at times and in fairness when you watch the whole interview like he comes around and he says oh I'm gonna check out Wrestlemania I really hope he did because 
the shot of the shot yeah. of SoFi Stadium on both nights, 161,000 people, asterisks, possibly WWE figures, right? But like that amount of people in a stadium for two nights and she was like one of yeah. the main events there, you know? Like, so like, it's absolutely incredible. And like, he just, he, I felt like he was maybe thinking, oh, I'm the first person to ever realize that this is predetermined. And I hate the way that's all the way it goes. I'm like, come on. Yeah, I definitely just think they, I think they see it, I think a lot of people see it more as a circus than the incredible feat that it can be. Like, if you were to actually sit down and dissect how complicated wrestling can actually be and how difficult and dangerous, I'm sure you would have a very different opinion. But from the outside, a lot of people just don't, like, you know, it just looks like a bit of fun and it just looks like a bit of a play to some people, but fans know better. (laughs) Exactly. Well, ask Finn Balor about his gash in his head from a ladder that was stapled mid-match and then uh, then come back to me before before I let you go. So you're currently OTT Women's Champion. Debbie Keitel has this belt. What's going on there? I mean, she ran out of the National Stadium clutching that belt. Yeah, well, that's what a loser has to do when they can't face the truth, isn't it? <laughs> uh, yeah, at the, at the National Stadium at Scrap Romania, it was the title fight. It was the women's type championship match. And it was me against Debbie Keitel, who was the champion. We had never wrestled before, but I have been such a strong hold in OTT that I figured it was time for me to come back and take my belt back. We had a war of a match uh, and I ended up winning being the victor. But unfortunately, Debbie didn't accept that. So she decided to steal my belt. And you have then, there's a event on Saturday, Race to the Top OTT Women's Championship. You're putting your title on the line. Session Mark Martina versus Lizzie Evo. Yeah, Scouser. We've got a Scouser coming back there. Now. <laughs> so it's a up against a Scouser. So we'll have to see who's really tougher. <laughs> Any idea what your, your your theme song will be for that event? It will be Every Time We Touch. Every Time We Touch. Oh, anyone nice. that's there, get up, dance, have a drink, throw some glow sticks and have a laugh. <laughs> Martina, where can people follow what you're doing um, on social media? They can follow me at SessionMotMartina on Instagram and Moth from the Flats on Twitter. What a great name. Karen Glennon, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say Session Mott Martina, professional wrestler and current OTT Women's Champion. Thank you very much for chatting to me on FM 104 Switched On. Thank you very much for having me.